Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Alright, everybody, welcome to the party chat podcast. I saw you. Oh my god. Stretching. Oh my gosh. I, I was I was stretching it. I was going into my normal intro. Uh, I'm this week's host, Uncle Jesse. Uh, with me is the delicious of the cheese in pieces is is Reese. I don't I'm not as good as those as Ross is. So. <laughs> you, you can work on that. Along with the intro, yeah, <laughs> not as not quite as bad as the first episode. No. I think but, that, uh, that was that was just so good because we were all kind of nervous, and, and that was just the, when it was such an icebreaker that we just couldn't stop laughing for like 15, 20 minutes. We were like, "Who is this jackass that's been doing all this other stuff that claimed he knew what he was doing?" And was like, "Yeah, I can host this. Don't worry, that's fine. I can kick this off." <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have a great episode lineup for you guys today. We have an interview with Shannon Simmons of the Video Game Hall of Fame, who you guys might have seen some of the posts over on the subreddit about Halo being inducted into that Video Game Hall of Fame. Woo. We are yeah, excited to be chatting with her later, so stay tuned for that. Uh, as we, I guess as you may, might know, Ross is not with us this week. He'll be joining us next week but we normally start things off with what we've been playing so reese what have you been playing and don't tell me it's that simulator civilization sim city type game because son of uh, a bitch city skylines yes that game i mean i've been playing some city skylines i know not just that it looked looked pretty pretty impressive um, (laughs) basically to just if anyone's listening who was interested in my city skylines uh uh what's the word i'm looking for here not not produce uh, progress progress english i can speak progress. english uh my progress is that my my evil corporate dystopia is moving along nicely and it, it's it's great and you can find all <laughs> kinds of screenshots of that on twitter but i have tried two new games that's right two this week um i played for a couple of hours Little Nightmares. Oh, how is that? Spooky. Spooky? Yeah, no, this this game, it's it's not frightening yet. Uh, it's just creepy and spooky and really, really, really atmospheric. Like, um, it's not as... It's, it's a bit like Inside and has... A different kind of atmosphere, and it's also it's not as polished. The uh, the platforming's a bit wonky. A couple of times I've actually fallen off of what I thought was a straight line, uh, but yeah, it's good. It's it's really creepy. I I recommend anyone who wants to scare the bejesus out of themselves to to give that a shot. And it's it's cheap too, so it, it's good. And speaking of scaring the bejesus out of myself, I also have been playing Prey. Oh man! Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me about the praise, but don't spoil anything. Ooh, 
That's hard, okay. I know. Okay. <clears throat> other than other than every time yeah. I go on the subreddit, not our our subreddit, just on Reddit, I should say, I feel like I keep getting spoiled okay. with stuff that I don't want to see. I, I got this. That looks I, really I, cool. I, I got this. I got this. Okay. So, Prey has nothing to do with any of the former Prey games. Great. Let's get that out the way. You Perfect. Yeah, I just threw up on my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I probably was thinking about how much fun I was going to have playing Prey 2. And I can't have that fun anymore. Thanks, Bethesda. No. Anyway, so, Prey, entirely new game. This game is basically Bioshock in space. That is the long and the short of it. Bioshock was basically System Shock underwater. So, it's come full circle. There was System Shock in space, and then there was Bioshock underwater, and now we've we've gone back into space again. Uh, it plays almost identically to Bioshock and System Shock. It has the same menu system, the same sort of powers and plasmids and upgrade trees. The game is an RPG, and it's really, really deep. And it's it's scary. Uh, it, it's a horror game, first and foremost. The coolest thing about it is the, the enemies. The, the very basic enemy, there's, there's many different kinds, and I won't spoil any of them, but the very basic uh, enemy, they're called Mimics. And they're these little, little slimy worm crab horror things that, that they're really creepy. They jump around and they move really fast and teleport over all over the place. And what makes them scary is their name, because you know mimic. Uh, what they can do is they can they can turn into anything. So when you walk into a room, the game makes you paranoid as hell because you'll be like, <laughs> okay, I, I said this on Twitter, but I can say that I can safely say. That Prey is the only game that has made me look at a coffee cup and say out loud, without any trace of, of sarcasm or joking, I'm watching you. <laughs> because they, 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 you walk over and then suddenly the coffee cup will transform into this mimic and it'll jump and attack you and scare the Jesus out of you. Like the worst jump scare you can imagine. And then like it bites you and then runs behind you and you turn around and it's not there. And you're like, what are you now? And you start, you start looking at at all the stuff, you know, like is he the telephone? Is 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 he the the thing on the ground? You know, like and and they can be really clever, like they're patient. Like for example, they don't always jump out when you reach a certain proximity. Like you might walk up to it and look at it, and it's like, oh, okay, it's just a med kit. And then you walk around a bit, and then you know, once you walk past it, it'll jump out. Or it's like, oh, there's a gun on the ground. Oh, I want to get that. It doesn't do anything. Like it won't jump until you pick it up and then it attacks you so <laughs> the game makes you absolutely terrified of everything like when you walk into a room that's just full of stuff you're not like "Ooh, that's pretty you're like ah crap <laughs> and, you know was that chair there before like you really you, you ask these kind of questions and you leave a room and you come back like, that chair was not there last time i checked <laughs> so it's, it's really fun but the the, the game itself is actually quite quite awesome because it's got a really cool story and as i said it's a deep rpg and it's sort of like an open world or open station uh basically after the first half an hour the game's like okay off you go and you've got access to the whole station basically and and there's like all these nooks and crannies and it's a bit like a bit like dark souls in that, mm-hmm. you know, you go a certain way, and then you find a shortcut back, and then another pathway to here, another pathway to there. It's like, like a maze. And, uh, like, you know, there's heaps of different ways to do everything. Like, it's really play your way. Like, you can, um, 
like there's you know maybe maybe you can hack your way into to a door or you can go around and like uh repair uh, repair a broken junction which will force allow you to flip the switch and you know turn off the power and go through or or maybe you 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 have upgraded your strength and you can like lift up a sofa that's blocking the way or like there's heaps of different ways to to approach every situation so it's it's really good if you can't tell i'm having a blast with it it's you know i've been hearing a lot of great things about it and i to me it was a little bit of a surprise because no one was really talking about it beforehand other than praise coming i don't know i did i feel like i wasn't hearing a whole lot of noise about the game until it was out. And then I've heard, you know, some really great things from folks that have been playing it. So it's, uh, I'm excited to get my hands on it. I, it's one of those that I'm, I'm thinking about grabbing. Not uh, that I have a whole I, lot of other time. Say, I can say with complete sincerity that it's the best game I've played this year. Excellent. Excellent. No, that's, that's great and to hear. That one is, of that the is... best ever. Like, no I, I'm, way. I'm really enjoying it. I love System wow, Shock. System great. Shock 2 was probably one of my top 10 all-time games. Uh, and that's that came out how long ago? What, like 15 years ago now? Yeah, a long time ago. Jeez, that makes me feel like really old, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, You're old, man. Old, <laughs> old man. You're older than me, son. But uh, <laughs> enough noises from my sound box. What have you been playing this week? Um, outside of my usual siege madness, which I'm just, I won't lie, man, I've been dominating the last few nights. It's been the amount of practice wild. you've had. I, it's, I, I don't know what it, it is, man. Be. I've, I've been carrying my team and I'm not even being sarcastic here. I'm carrying my teams like crazy the past few nights. You need to stream. Going, I get done. I get done with my games and I was like, why wasn't I streaming this? Why wasn't yeah. I recording this game? Stream them. <laughs> and then you'll do really badly while yeah. I'm watching. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Or, you know what I always forget to do is I'd pull off something absolutely amazing and then I'm like, why didn't I record that? Why didn't I say Xbox record that? Yeah. <laughs> God, why didn't I do that? But um, I, I did want to talk about Siege. What I did want to talk about was a little title that was updated this week that just came out that I am enjoying the hell out of, which is Forza Horizon 3. You got that amazing Hot Wheels DLC, and it is freaking fun it is so fun uh i so i picked up the dlc got it installed started playing it last night and i could feel my face like just start grinning from ear <laughs> to ear i don't know how else to explain it it's like just so much fun driving through these huge loop-de-loops and in between dinosaur legs what's the and... horizon three so much fun you'll feel it in your face <laughs> they call it an immersive drive avatar experience <laughs> uh, but no seriously it's uh, if you guys are on the fence about picking it up i would highly recommend doing it funny enough i was going to pick up i i haven't picked up the blizzard blizzard day snow blizzard blizzard mountain blizzard mountain it's called blizzard mountain dlc and i bought the hot wheels like I, I just went online and i bought the hot wheels and then i was going wait a minute i could have bought the combined thing and saved myself like five or ten bucks yeah so, is that the last dlc or the second uh it was the it's the second deal and they, they uh, promised three the hot right? wheels 
See, mm, that I don't know. I, I was I going to hold off until the season passed, so I could sort of like decide if it was all worth the, worth it. But uh, I think I'm definitely going to have to indulge in this. It, uh, I'm in this telling you, it's season. it's. I'm going to wait till after pray because I, I don't want to break my immersive <laughs> sim. Uh, Tell uh, me yeah, more that, about that, this DLC. Uh, no, that's all I have to say. Other than it's just go and get it. It's it's uh, you know actually. Um, one thing that I was realizing last night as I was playing it um, for the better part of a few hours. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The best part about me playing it last night for a few hours was I kept unlocking. I kept unlocking. I unlocked a few achievements, and every one that I unlocked was those special achievements with the little diamond. The rare uh, achievements. The rare achievement because there's so there's not a lot of people that have picked up the game yet the dlc oh. yet and i was extremely excited to get those pop up is so, it a great sound it is such a great sound it's such an awesome addition uh, addition to the console it, it's um i think it's less than five percent or is it one percent no i think it's less than i think it's less than it's less than five percent of the game community that yeah has it or something like that S- someone who's listening knows this please, please correct us <laughs> You'd think we'd have like a cheat sheet somewhere before we start talking about stuff. Nah, nah. nothing like that. Research? What's that? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the Party Chat Podcast. This is uh, officially not anything formal. No. <laughs> but let's get into some topics for the week. Let's find out what's going on in the sub. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit... So, the hotly debated, chatterbaiting story that was going on. <laughs> actually, this story, I wanted to put this in here. We actually were planning on doing a little addition to last week's episode because this story more or less was posted right as Ross was editing the podcast and about to, to release it. And unfortunately, yeah, we, we, we couldn't squeeze it in. Um, but apparently Jurassic bassist posted an interesting question about, or a debate maybe about chatterbait of, (laughs) um, (laughs) Uh, about a a site that he visits for what purposes? I don't know. Maybe some research purposes. Mm. Um, on his Xbox console, which was I thought to be very interesting, but more power to you if you're comfortable with doing that. And it was no longer <laughs> working. <laughs> um, it raised some very interesting questions, but I think a lot of people were very appreciative of the the boldness of this this person. Yeah, so, so uh, 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 talking to the guys from Microsoft support about this, just as a joke, <laughs> I sent them the link. Like, guys, I, I said, like, you know, serious. <laughs> issue you know urgent xbox completely (laughs) unusable chatterbait is broken please fix and they all thought it was hilarious and it's like you know we're talking about this like you know this is the first dude that's actually admitted he's watching porn and edge has broken because it's 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 been happening you know it's on the subreddit and 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 in in the xbox support tickets you know everyone's tiptoeing around it you know they're they're just well Watching streaming services that Microsoft doesn't support. <laughs> you know, they don't want to admit it. But this guy just comes up straight is like, dudes, chatterbait's not working. What the hell? And then Major Nelson jumps in there and responds. And all he says is, will not repro. <laughs> like, and, and, 
And by the way, he he ended up getting seven, like almost seven thousand upvotes for his com- major Nelson. Him commenting, coming in there as like a sub comment to another comment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like- and it's just literally <laughs> will not repro. Like I'm not going to reproduce that. No. <laughs> Oh my god! It was such a funny. Oh my god! It, it's what makes the the subreddit like a, a special place to go to on a daily basis, just for some of this extremely humorous stuff that comes. Hon- up. Honestly, to to get real with you guys, being a moderator is a pretty crummy job. You, you put up with so much crap, and 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 so many so many awful people saying awful things, not just to to us, but to one another, to other people. But uh, stuff like this. It just makes it so <laughs> worth it. Like, you guys, it's just reading that thread, I, you have the biggest smile on your face the whole way through. Oh, yeah. So I, I can only keep imagine. on being you, Reddit. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't ever exactly. change. Exactly. Um, next up, we have uh, an announcement, I, more or less an announcement, that Minecraft, the Windows 10 edition, is going to be a launch title for the Scorpio and will support 4K. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I I don't play the Minecrafts. I am not interested in the Minecrafts. You have two uh, uh, young boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm avoiding. The and Minecraft. you don't the Minecraft. Uh, and I like referring to it as the Minecraft, like an old fidgety fart. Um, you you need to get your boys into the Minecraft ASAP. No, my 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 oldest son wants to play Roblox. He keeps actually nah, asking nah, nah, me nah, to nah. install Roblox. Minecraft. <laughs> I know. Get, get the boy into the good stuff. Like, <laughs> don't start him off soft. He's got to yeah. go in hard. Uh, <laughs> Minecraft is is great. I I have been playing it since it was in beta, and I I, I on and off. You know, like yeah. I might I have like a binge for like maybe two weeks where I'm like Minecraft. Every night, you know, and my, my girlfriend plays with me. Like, you know, yes, we play. We're, we're, we're gonna build something. Like, we get it in our minds. Like, okay, today we're building a castle in the sky, and then we we dig for the stuff and we build the castle, and we're like, ah, it's magnificent. Now we're done, and we just don't open the game again for like another six months, and then it's like, today we need to build a castle under the water. Agreed. And we open <laughs> Minecraft, and you know, it's it's been continuously updated ever since it was first released and so it's like a new game every time you log in and it's like so okay let's build the underwater castle oh now there's cats and there's different biomes and there's there i can what is this uh magic and enchanting and what what the hell like the game is like so much more deep and then you, you learn that stuff and play around with it you build the underwater castle and you're like Mwah! it's oh, it's Mwah! it's perfect oh i'm done <laughs> and then six months later it's like you know it would be really cool if we built a castle inside a, a volcano, you know. And so you, you go again, and and Minecraft is a game that just keeps on giving. It it it's a really good game. And anyone who poo poos Minecraft is just bad at games. Like I don't yeah, I don't mean me. as in they they physically lack skill. I mean they just don't understand what makes video games good. Uh, actually, you know what this had me thinking of. Um was isn't there another game that's releasing is it releasing this week or in the next week or two was it called is it strife yeah that's a procedurally generated um shooter that it sort of reminded me of just because it's procedurally generated every time you go in and play it um but it was a shooter that i thought was interesting and it's that old school quake style game okay no i might i I I remember reading about strife but i don't know if it's coming out 
soon. Is it? It might be. I thought it was coming out soon. To uh, the Googles. To the Googles. I'm trying to find it. I couldn't find anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So back on topic with this. So uh, apparently it's um, potentially means it's going to have better frame rate. Uh, frame, frame rate. rate frame rate. <laughs> frame rate infinite worlds. I don't know what that means, but sure. Uh, uh, Cross platform. I can, I can tell you what that means. Basically, What's there that is mean? a size limit on the amount of space that you have in a world. Oh, um, okay. So this basically will generate worlds forever. Forever and ever, ever apart, and something, something the, with you. The next uh, thing on the list excites me the most, and that's cross-platform that? multiplayer with Windows 10. That's... I think that is where it's at with this console, by the way. Oh, so much. I have friends who only game on PC. Well, they have, actually, that's not true. They have PC and they have Nintendo. Uh, they 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 have they they come over and play Xbox with us. But uh, when they're here locally, we play in four player split screen. But when they go home, we can't play anymore. We have to wait for them to come back. But with this, they could play on their computer at home, and we could play here on the sofa, and everybody wins. This is great. It's it's the future, my friend. It is the future, especially when I finally get a better PC up and running. Uh, I would like to take advantage of that as well, but uh, that day will never come, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, um, yeah. But it's it sounds like a lot of people were very excited about that, and obviously anything dealing with Scorpio and more news about what's coming, especially launch titles. I, I think that's been a hot hot topic as to we all know if Scorpio's coming, but what are going to be the officially supported games once it launches and sounds like this will be one of them and that's it's kind of a no-brainer yeah well. and it's it's also going to have uh realms and servers which is really good which means you will have uh persistent levels so oh you, it's basically like you rent your own server uh that's so, so nice. i could make a world and you know you and i join for example and you know we start building a castle uh half underwater half not and <laughs> i know i'm running out of places to put castles <laughs> and um <laughs> Then I decide to quit, and you can keep playing. And then you know you decide to quit after an hour, and I come back after two, and I can you know destroy everything. And then when you log back on, it's like I ruined everything. So it's it's kind of cool in that in that respect. And apparently, this is the uh, the best version of the game because it is uh, coded in C plus uh, plus, whereas the original was coded in Java, I believe, and it's prone to crashing and doesn't run very well. So this new version is much. It's the definitive version of the game so the what, definitive what better way to launch the uh the scorpio although it won't exactly be a graphical showcase it will definitely be awesome yeah oh well, yeah for sure especially in 4k yes right well, on the 4k <laughs> tv i don't own there's one thing if there's one game i wanted to see in 4k it's Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> 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 All right, let's jump into the next uh, next topic. Reese, you want to take it? Sure. Uh, the next topic is a rumor that the next Far Cry is going to be in the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. Yes. It wiki, wiki. By, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, but not by the Fresh Prince, but instead, <laughs> user Star Who. That's that's their name, uh, and yeah, basically, um, with Red Dead Two around the corner very very soon. That I know you're excited for Clay, not me. Haven't seen mm-hmm. the first one yet. Uh, do you think that this could be some sort of jump onto this sort of 
bandwagon the, the the community zeitgeist you know and and have like an explosion of of western style shooters I, I would i would i would actually welcome this i would certainly welcome this there's you know there's certainly room for more than one western shooter out there um you know red dead's typically not or at least in the past it wasn't uh, it was third person wasn't first person yeah but the last gta had the option to jump into first person so maybe i'm assuming red dead will take that on as well uh but far i mean i've loved the far cry games i mean the most recent iterations of the far cry games (laughs) i haven't really played the originals um and you know they just what was it a year or two ago, they did Far Cry Primal, which yeah. is a sort of a takeoff of their normal thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to do a Western, and I would certainly welcome it. I, I'd love to see what they could do here. My only request, and it's a minor one for me, honestly, is uh, I would assume they're going to do a new, new map, map this time. <laughs> not, not just reskin the existing map. <laughs> yeah, new map. That was that. Was, they, they the best thing is that they didn't think they'd get caught. <laughs> this is the internet, man. We, we, we know everything. But there's a whole you know, bunch of nerds sitting there looking at the map, laying them yeah, on top yeah, of each yeah, other. Yeah, like, what the? Just, this mountain lines right up with this mountain. And this. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, do you remember the guys who were trying to figure out the size of Hyrule in the new, uh, the, the new Zelda? They were using yes. like doing like trigonometry based on Link's height and the length, <laughs> like him on on ladders and like laying out the image over. Oh, it was incredible. They they got. The math went deep, but <laughs> ugh, uh, but but back on topic. Um, I don't think it's that far fetched because, as you said, you know they did Far Cry Primal, and also before that they did something that was far more outrageous, and that was Far Cry Far Cry Blood Dragon. Ah, yes, let's not and that is that the one. only Far Cry game that I have played and enjoyed and gone Ooh. from start to finish with a huge. Grin, grin, grin on my face. Sorry, Ross, I have to swear, <laughs> but that's the only way I can describe that game. Everything about that game is perfect. The graphics, the sound, the music, the the weapons, all the references. It's just it's just the best. I mean, they got Michael Bean as the main character to do a Michael Bean impersonation. <laughs> it's uh like Robert Downey Jr. impersonating an actor and you know, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Uh so so yeah, I I think it's it's altogether possible. Um although it would be a bit weird to with the whole sort of parkour free free movement, you know, they they yeah. have to really scale back, like for example, that there'd, there'd be no gliding. Um climbing would probably be cut to a minimum. There'd be no vehicles, you'd have to use horses. But it's horses doable. and carriages and Yeah. I think it would be doable. I think they could they could get away with it. I if think- if if if, if any of the other developers, it'd be fun. Yeah, if I was gonna say, if any of the other developers are out there, I mean, attempting this, it would be these guys that I would think would have a really good shot at at making something pretty fun. I wouldn't have thought they would have been able to pull. Like, who would have thought doing a prehistoric style game shoot, not quote unquote shooter? And I mean, Far Cry Primal, while not the most. <laughs> well-reviewed game in the world is still supposed to be pretty fun so i would i haven't played it i i, I haven't either so that's why i was you know just going off of memory of people complaining of things i but. watched i watched john <laughs> john play it and it was really funny and that was that was enough yeah <laughs> 
Eh, but sure, I'll, I'll take a shooter, a Western shooter, yeah, another Western shooter. Okay, let's jump on to the next topic then, which is, this is me stalling for time while I scroll down to actually read it. Uh, <laughs> this is podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about the all about the professionalism. Uh, so basically, our Lord and Savior, Phil Spencer Senpai, said on Twitter, quote, when specific game discussions turn from playing great games to which piece of plastic I own, I feel like we've lost the plot a bit. And you know, basically, that was Senpai saying, stop with the console wars and right. play your games. Uh, and this was posted by user CRZYSPZ. Crazy Spice? <laughs> crazy spies? Maybe. Just crazy p- spaz? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know what you're uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> let's talk about fanboys. Fun topic. Fun topic. I know, but it. I, I normally try to avoid this kind of discussion, obviously, but it was an incredibly popular discussion on the subreddit, so it would be, you know, unfair of us not to mention it. So, um, what do you... I mean, we're all grown-ass men who have yeah. multiple consoles and who've owned multiple consoles throughout our entire life. So we all basically understand, you know, what's the point. But um, what do you what do you think about the, the console wars? I mean, it seems more, at least in my opinion, it's definitely much more um, much more embraced uh, by by the American consumers. In right. that you, you guys sort of have this, you know, you, you support your sports teams because you know you're a very sporty nation, and you you support your local your local everything, and it, it, it's it's very American to to get behind a team. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand what it is. I mean, obviously, we're all in favor of of Microsoft and Xbox and what they're doing. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to play <laughs> PlayStation and Nintendo and any other console game, a PC game. If it comes along and it looks good, I want to play it. I, I don't, I really don't understand. I really don't understand what's, what's the point of it. I liked Reese, what you, what you just said about the American thing of getting behind a, a team. And it's on, at least on the state side, it's really, you know, it's it's you get behind one team. It's not like when I'm watching American football, and I'll state that as American football. I should just say football because Hand American egg. football is is the only football. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I don't really <laughs> root for for whatever reason. I don't really care to root for any other team <laughs> besides the Bills. They're a horrible team, but I stand by them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't get what it is. I mean, especially for, for consoles, competition is what makes gaming better without, you know, these, these companies pushing each other. I don't think we'd be at a place where we're at today or some of the things that they're going to announce at, at E3 this year. Uh, and, and me, like you said, we're, we're old, old ass men. Um, I, I'm in a place right now where if I wanted to go out 
and buy a place a PlayStation Four. I can go out and buy a PlayStation Four if I wanted to, or uh, the Scorpio comes out. I, can I can't do that. I'm saving up uh, for the 4K uh, TV. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that, that. <laughs> actually, surprisingly enough, 4K TVs are like getting stupidly cheap now. So it's Ugh, yeah. not in Finland. I have to pay the the Finland tax. Oh, the, that good old Finland tax. But I mean, it's it's at socialism. a point now where it's it's I don't get it. I guess it's I'm at a point where I don't have the time. To play all the things that I, right? I, I, it's sort of like the extreme opposite of what it was when I was a kid or my nieces and nephews. I think I might have mentioned this a few weeks ago, but where they have all the time in the world to game, but don't have the money to buy the games. Now I have not the all money the money. And the time. I have money, but I have, I don't have the time. <laughs> I had the exact same problem. You know what? How, yeah, how do you, I, how I do you say I, this without sort of sounding condescending? But basically, I mean, it's fun. To get behind your team, we're we're an Xbox team. You know, we we love the Xbox. We all own the Xbox, and because we prefer it, and we talk about the Xbox on the Xbox podcast because we love it. We love the community, and we love the people who play on Xbox, and we love the amazing developers on Xbox. Hi, Emma. This is like your third mention this this episode, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and the awesome people like Major Nelson. You know, I mean, I mean, just think about it, Major Nelson. Is is head of director of programming? I think his title is, and you know he's like basically the spokesperson for Microsoft. He's he's a very important guy, and he has come on our podcast on three different occasions. We haven't paid him. We have no agreement with Microsoft. He just came. I mean that's that's amazing, and you, you don't get that from Sony. They don't. They don't. No. They're, they're cold. This yeah, is what they are. But- I mean, I mean they make good games, but they're cold and. And Microsoft is is way more open, way more, I guess, American. And uh, I, I love that, and that's why I choose Xbox. And and because you know the Halos. But uh, <laughs> but but it, be be nice to other people. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I just guess I, I, me. I just don't understand. Th- uh, it, that would Sony puts out an amazing new game or decides they're also going to launch another console or like they've got the PS Pro and people are like, oh, PS Pro versus Scorpio. Do you know what I don't care about? Any of that. Like, I don't care which one is the better performing. If there's a game that Sony puts out like Horizon Dawn, I'm like dying to play that game. It looks like it's amazing. And I'm half tempted to get a PS4 again just so I can play that game. And la- like Last of Us, The Last of Us, they're putting out another one of those. I loved that game. I have no issues jumping back and forth between con. If a game's good, I'm going to play the game. I don't have to badger and berate somebody else just because they picked up a PlayStation and I have an Xbox. I don't. Go play a game on the what console you want to play. Be, be nice to each <laughs> More other. More power to you. Play nicely, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically. But you know, it's it's actually good that we we can have this discussion, you know, and 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 bring this up because you know, just recently we had this uh, state of the subreddit, and thank you to everybody who participated. By the way, we read every single post, we responded many many times, and we tried to be as as frank and as open as possible. Uh, and it was it was really good to get your direct feedback and fanboys was what worse fanboys was uh, a constant uh, topic that was brought up especially like downvoting or 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 whatever yeah. you know we have to basically get across to the people that you know just because someone 
likes PlayStation or likes the PC and, and or maybe they don't even own an Xbox, they can still post on the subreddit. Like, yeah. they, they, their opinion is just as valid as yours, you know. And in, instead of crying about down votes, why not? Why not just try and make more quality content? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I, I concur. I concur. It's, I, I don't, I don't get the mental state of the folks that are behind a lot of this. But then again, you know what else? I, I do reset. I, I don't frequent some of the other sites that I guess are more, you know, uh, in the in the weeds of bashing on consoles you tried real hard not to say neogaf hunter i i was yes (laughs) you want want to know my dirty secret to close out the episode yeah i love neogaf (laughs) i i I have been on neogaf longer than i've been on reddit wow really yep i have a avoid that place like the plague i have a very old neogaf account and none of you will ever figure out who i am so, <laughs> so that's, that you you have to in, uh, allow me my one indulgence in my my very old NeoGaf account. Are you a frequent poster? Semi frequent. I I mostly wow. work these days. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we'll have to do an in depth investigation the, on this. The best, the best joke. Uh, April Fool's joke we ever pulled on you guys as mods was when we swapped the subreddit out for a NeoGAF theme on the first year. The rage was real. Do you remember that? (laughs) Good times. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Before we wrap up this episode, let's jump over to our guest and uh, chat with her about the video game Hall of Fame and Halo. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's do that. Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All right, everybody. And for this week's interview, we are very excited to have Shannon Simons from the Video Game Hall of Fame with us this week. So, Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Oh, excellent. We are very excited to have you on uh, this past week. There were not one, but two very big topics over on the Xbox One uh, subreddit that had a ton of activity with your announcement of uh, Halo being accepted into the Video Game Hall of Fame. So we are very excited to have you on and chat with you about the Rochester Museum of Play and the Video Game Hall of Fame. So... I guess to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the Museum of Play and the Hall of Fame? Sure. So um, I have worked at the Strong National Museum of Play for a little over 10 years now, and um, I'm currently an associate curator. And I primarily work with, um, and this is a mouthful, but our <laughs> International Center for the History of Electronic Games, which wow. will hereafter be referred to as ICHEG to say. Can, can you say that time. three times fast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I can't. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was trying to be good. No. <laughs> um, so uh, the Strong is uh, the country's um, 
it has the country's largest public collection. And whenever I'll just say this right now, whenever I I say that we have the largest of this or the largest of that, we always do mean public, um, because we never know what you or your listeners are uh, hiding away from us in your basements. <laughs> so, um, so we do whenever we do that, I will qualify and always say we mean public collection. Um, but we do have the largest collection of uh, play. Things and related materials. We're currently at a little over 450,000 objects. Wow. And um, currently, with that, um, 60,000, a little more than 60,000 of those are video game related. So, games, promotional material, um, merchandise, that sort of thing. Um, we also house a, an incredibly large um, archive, uh, the Brian Sutton Smith Library and Archives of Play. And within that, um, for video game uh, related uh, archival material, for example, we have design documents and notes from uh, people like um, Ken and Roberta Williams of Sierra, um, Sid, uh, Will Wright, I'm sorry, uh, Will Wright from The Sims. Um, Megan Geyser of Her Interactive, Ralph Baer, uh, who created the um, the original Pong and Simon. Um, so we have we really have a, a wonderful resource uh, that we offer up not only to our guests but researchers uh, around the world uh, who come here and access things online as well. Um, so we're we're really proud to offer that. And um, in uh, 2015, so. Uh, this was our third year, as you mentioned. We um, we opened the World Video Game Hall of Fame to go along with iCheg, and um, and we just inducted um, our third class, which we're totally excited about. Yeah, I, I was going to say the the museum itself. Uh, by the way, it's in Rochester, New York. Hello, hello. That's uh, <laughs> where Shin and I are both located. Uh, I, I was very uh, selfishly, extremely excited when I saw both both of these postings on the on the subreddit make it sort of to the top. I was like, "This is Rochester, yeah." yeah. Um, <laughs> the museum. I mean, my my family and I frequent it. We have the 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 family pass or whatever that is where we can go unlimited times during the year and the museum is just amazing from not just video games but all sorts of different vintage toys and there's a huge sesame street collection and there's a comic book section that i love going through and um it's just amazing all of the the things that you have in there and the different um, uh, setups that constantly are changing uh, and activities that are available from, I think the last time I was there was a huge Harley Davidson event. Oh, yeah. And then a little bit before that, which actually I think it was a little towards the end of last year, which is sort of related to what Reese and I were talking about a little earlier, which is uh, a Hot Wheels. So uh, going taking this back to video games, uh, Forza just released some DLC around Hot Wheels that you can race your cars in this huge Hot Wheels type setup in their game. And you guys had an amazing Hot Wheels display going. And my son, will, <laughs> I think we must have spent a good half an hour or more just in that section of him playing with all the different oh, Hot Wheels tricks. <laughs> so, it's, nice. uh, I mean, it's it's the the setup that you guys have there is just unreal. And uh, I'm uh, in awe of it. Absolutely in awe of it. And I want to ask, so... 
how did how did the video game Hall of Fame get started? I guess what what prompted you guys to to create that a few years ago? So we are already home to um, the National Toy Halls of Fame. Um, so that's uh, we actually combined um, our National Toy Hall of Fame and the Toy Inventors Hall of Fame a couple years ago. So we were already honoring um, the sort of toy industry in general, both with their their objects and um, the the actual inventors, but. If you look at the current inductees into the the Toy Hall of Fame, there's only two electronic game systems, actually, that are represented. We've inducted the Atari 2600 and the Nintendo Game Boy. And we sort of looked at that and we said, well, electronic games are never really going to get the recognition that we feel like they deserve within this sort of overarching Hall of Fame. We're always going to be probably more focused on on traditional toys and games just because there's more of them if, if for no other reason. Um, so we decided that it would it'd be better if we just concentrated everything into uh, a video game Hall of Fame so that we could really give the games and um, you know their creators and designers the recognition that they deserve, and um, we figured since we already had you know the two other halls of fame here that that we were just it was just logical to expand from that. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. So uh, we know uh, we've been dancing around the topic for a little while now, but we know that uh, Halo was just inducted yes. within the last week or so. Uh, into the Hall of Fame, and it was a hugely popular topic on our subreddit, surprise, surprise, as we are a dedicated Xbox uh, <laughs> subreddit. Um, so everyone was very excited, and I just want to know um, what what kind of games are actually currently in the Hall of Fame. For anyone who doesn't know, I mean, I already went and checked, uh, but, uh, you know, like, what, 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 what does the range of games sort of encompass? Well, so... First of all, since we're, we are so new, um, we inducted we inducted six games the first two years, and then this year uh, we inducted four. So there are still only um, a few a few games on there. So we're still in sort of what we would consider the Mount Rushmore phase. So um, you know, what are the games that that really truly have to get in? So for example, um, the first year we inducted uh, games like Pong. So the, mm-hmm. the very first you know sort of the, the game that really put electronic gaming on the map in the public eye. Um, we inducted Pac-Man, Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, sort of a triumvirate of, of just early games. And of course with Mario being almost the face of the video game industry in general, um, you know, that was just sort of a game that you can't really um, overlook. Um, we inducted Doom uh, our first year as sort of that quintessential first-person shooter, and also uh, because of the the enormous um, what's the word I'm looking for? It had such an enormous effect on uh, you know sort of the the creation allowed gamers to create their own own levels for for one of the first sort of times the shareware. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It. And I mean. Um, and- I was about to say, a lot of people don't know that, uh, the younger people anyway, uh, among us, because we're the old man podcast, a lot of people don't <laughs> know are. that, uh, that uh, first-person shooter is actually a new term, because once upon a time, they were all called Doom clones. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Sorry, I interrupted you, but I wanted to. I wanted to sound like I knew something important. And by the way, the doom, the doom, le- the doom level creator. I can remember playing that on my PC and could never get that to quite work the way I wanted it to. Yeah. No, but that's true, and and that is that's absolutely one of the its its main sort of impacts on the video game industry. So that was one of the the real big reasons we inducted it. And then our last game for the first year was World of Warcraft. Which um, is is the new was the newest, obviously, of that class, but it had already had such a tremendous impact um, on, especially you know, MMOs and getting um, sort of non non traditional gamers to play that genre. You know, most people aren't going to sit down and and play MMOs for just you know just sort of casually. And WoW really changed all that. Um, and then last year. Um, we we inducted games like um, uh, Zelda, which actually um, I, I like to joke. My team and I like to joke about this that uh, the first the first year, um, one of the headlines of the the media that we had, which is still my personal favorite headline, is World Video Game Hall of Fame snub Zelda. <laughs> Snubs. Didn't about other ones that we inducted. They're just like Zelda wasn't on there, so so that's it. Um, Have you met many Zelda fans? Because because I can understand. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, and I don't blame them. And to be perfectly honest, that was, um, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, well, we can't induct everything the first year. But, um, but yes, yeah, so Zelda was definitely, we're like, well, that's, you know, that's definitely got to go in. And then um, also Sonic, mm-hmm. uh, the second year. Wow. Uh, Space Invaders, so another classic, arcade classic. Um, did The Sims. Another sort of uh, gateway for more casual gamers, and um, also I'd like to talk. I, I like to talk a little bit about The Sims, especially when I'm giving tours at the museum, since uh, Will Wright was so. Um, his main focus was to create a digital dollhouse, and our founder Margaret Strong, her initial collection was actually dolls and dollhouses. So we like to say that 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 particular game would have been her favorite. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so- Oh, no, please continue. Oh, no, uh, I was just going to say that. And then we, we inducted um, Grand Theft Auto 3 as sort of a, a good um, example of a sandbox game, but also uh, a good example of uh, um, a game for an older audience. Mm-hmm. And then um, a game that, that our international friends might not be so um, familiar with, but the Oregon Trail, which was had a huge impact in early educational games in the U.S. I, for example, remember playing that when I was growing up. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> We've all died of dysentery, at least one. Uh, I, like most of my European uh, counterparts, had never heard of this game until I discovered uh, the, the wider internet, basically. And then, yeah. then uh, every American seems to have a story about playing Oregon Trail in school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I want to know how... How does a game get uh, nominated and voted on? Like, uh, how, how does it? Like, how do you decide what games get to be brought in? It's a multi-step process. So we do have um, our, our website, uh, worldvideogamehalloffame.org, which, um, which allows anyone to nominate any game, and you can nominate as many games as you like. Um, you know, one one game per entry, but you can make as many entries as you like. And um, basically, you can do something simple as just putting in a game's title, but um, we also have a space where we encourage people to sort of talk about why they're nominating it, um, if they have any special, you know, personal memories, or if 
they just really feel strongly that the game impacted um, either electronic gaming specifically or popular culture in general. Um, and personally, I really, I really love um, reading those stories. But so that's sort of where it starts. And then we look over, we and we we do get several thousand nominations a year. I think this year we had uh, somewhere be uh, somewhere around I think thirty five hundred nominations wow. um, from around the world. And um, we have an internal committee that basically looks through all of those and we narrow it down to a group of finalists. Um, our first two years we had fifteen finalists. This year we had twelve. Um, and we sort of we we pick those based on you know certain criteria of the the game's overall influence, its geographical reach, um, you know, did it impact other games or was it impacted by games before it? Was it a genre setter, you know, um, or or genre popularizer, that kind of thing, and. Um, then we send off our finalists to our um, selection advisory committee, which is a group of um, non, uh, they're outside the museum, but they're video game journalists, historians, professors, um, scholars, writers, and they come back to us with their, we ask them to rank their top five out of the group and also to explain why. So we need a little bit more from them than just a list. And then based on their comments, uh, that internal committee meets again and on, on their advice, um, we, we make the final decision. Okay. That's, um, I'm, I'm still a little like amazed at the the caliber of games that you guys have have put in there so far. I mean, you you have a hard task because there's such an extensive library at this point, and I'm sure out of like the 3,500 that you just said you've had submitted, <laughs> it's uh, I, I can only imagine how many times things like Halo were were nominated. Or actually, if I was in your position. And I had that headline come through about the Zelda snub. I would have purposely held off on putting that in. For <laughs> so. See, if, if they could enter one game into the into the uh, the Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure it would be Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, <laughs> I am slightly obsessed with the game for the last year now. <laughs> Just slightly obsessed. Has, I, I, I'm sure someone's already done it, but I think I feel the need to go and nominate Elite. If, if I could nominate one game, I would nominate Elite. Elite was actually a finalist last oh, year. Oh, awesome! We've actually had David Braben on the podcast before. Humble brag. Excellent. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was a yes. No, Elite absolutely meets all of our criteria, and um, it didn't get in last year, but um, it, it was a finalist, and uh, quite frankly, I think it's going. I mean, it's certainly going to get in at some point. It's just sort of Ooh. a question of when. I can almost it's, guarantee that. It's my favorite, so I'm a little bit excited now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing that game series since I was eight. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it was heavily influential, and it, it certainly, like I said, it certainly deserves a place. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking of the, the games that you have on display there at the museum, uh, you have some amazing merchandise and collectible stuff to go along with all of those. Where, where do you guys get that from? <laughs> where, where does that come from? 
So um, all over the place, um, obviously as a, as a nonprofit organization, our lifeblood is donations. So um, we, and we receive donations from, you know, gamers who are either cleaning out their basements or their parents are cleaning out their basements for them. Uh, and, and people who uh, just are, you know, they're older and they say, I just want this to go to a good place because my family isn't interested in it, that sort of thing. Um, we also receive donations directly from uh, game designers and game companies, um, actually a team at Microsoft uh, at once when we uh, told them in confidence that Halo was getting in, uh, one of the first things they did was they shipped us off um, a package of some really awesome merchandise um, related to Halo. So I'm cool. I'm, I'm really, um, really grateful to them for that. So if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> um, they are. But, <laughs> but um, so so game and, and the, the funny thing, too, is that you just never know what what people have have hanging around so um sometimes we we hit a huge jackpot um the museum does have a small budget uh that we can use to purchase things and we tend to use those for what we call um remarkable objects so things that make people stop and actually remark on them or pull out their phones to take a picture so um my favorite example is um, if you go out into our World of Video Game Hall of Fame and look at the World of Warcraft section, you're going to see a server blade that um, Blizzard auctioned off about 500 of them. And uh, they, they're obviously they're no longer in use, um, but World of Warcraft is the type of game where just having the game itself is truly not enough because it doesn't speak to that the, the fact that lived in this world and you know it doesn't cover the the feeling of going on a 40-man raid with your guild or something like that and the server blade comes a little bit closer to that to say here's this physical place that people truly lived on for for years so that was something that we did purchase um off of ebay excellent yeah and actually uh I was gonna say I've uh, been uh, I, I've been uh, visiting uh, with uh, with Rare who are, who have a lot of classic games and I got uh, a lovely tour around the, the the place that they have there with uh, Emma. Hi Emma, I know you're listening. And um, yeah, when, when Emma was showing me about, they have all this collection of all their old stuff, you know, toys and collectible stuff. And I was like, where where do you guys get all this stuff? You know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and and she said, oh, we, we buy heaps of it from eBay. Like yes. they, they, they buy their own stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. That's what I haven't heard. But yes, I mean, eBay, you really can find almost anything on eBay yeah. if you're willing to pay market prices, <laughs> which yeah. normally we're not. Uh- I was going to say, Shannon, one of my favorite things that you guys have on display there that I know my son and I particularly enjoy is you have an enormous uh, NES controller hooked up to a display that requires at least two people to operate. One person's moving the D-pad, the other person's working the A and B buttons for Mario. And it is a such a fun experience to have. And I've joked that I want to try and recreate that as a coffee table in our house for when we have free <laughs> friends over. Oh, dude, do it. I know. You should. I know. <laughs> Could be a nice weekend project, right? <laughs> Might not look mm. as good as the one that you guys have on display. There. Might take a little while to 3D print that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and actually, speaking of, of, of classic games, uh, one of the other things that you have on display there that I, when walking through that I love checking out is the Atari ET Dig. 
Um, yeah. Can you can you explain a little bit maybe to our listeners that aren't familiar with that or even just what you guys have on display there? So um, for those for those who, who don't know, um, E.T. was a, an Atari 2600 game that was released. Um, it had a ridiculously short the developers had a ridiculously short period of time to develop it. And um, the the game is usually credited as the worst game, if not for the, <laughs> for, if not in history, then at least for the Atari 2600. Um, people like to joke that it single-handedly uh, killed the video game industry, caused the crash of 1983. Um, it, it, it obviously didn't, but it was sort of a symbolic of the, the overarching problem that people were putting out too many games too fast, and they just weren't selling. So there was always this sort of urban legend that people weren't 100% sure was true or not, that uh, Atari just dumped a ton of cartridges, including uh, a bunch of E.T. cartridges, into a landfill in New Mexico. And that's just what they did because they couldn't even sell them. I mean, they were discounting these things down to, you know, one or two dollars and people still still weren't buying them. So they just sort of cut their losses. And so the story went, they, they dumped them in this landfill. And a couple of years back, um, a documentary team got permission from uh, the town where the landfill supposedly was, and they they went out and um, they went on a dig. And everyone was sort of wondering if this was going to be another sort of Al Capone's tomb, you know, you dig and you dig and there's just nothing there kind of thing. But lo and behold, they dug it up and there was indeed um, a, a load of old Atari cartridges and packaging. (laughs) So um, we'd obviously been following this and we reached out to the city uh, because they were technically um, the the owners of of the objects. And and we had seen that they were, um, they were were going to be selling a bunch on eBay, but they also were offering some to um, at least their own local museums and some bigger museums around the country. And we said, hey, can we get in on this? Is there anything you can send us? And um, and that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is how, as a uh, as a curator, I had to figure out how to input uh, dirt into <laughs> our museum database because they literally, in addition to sending us the games, they also sent us a lovely bag of dirt yes. and um, a bag of dirt, special dirt. So I I had to look up the appropriate museum term for dirt. <laughs> what is the appropriate museum term for dirt? Uh, earth. 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 Ah, <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, sort of going back to the old uh, art, um, you know, agricultural uh, terms. But yes, earth. <laughs> I have a bag of earth. Actually, the, the uh, I believe the documentary is what? Atari Game Over. And actually, I think at one point, it was free to watch on the Xbox. Uh, there's an, yeah. I think, a, a Atari Game Over app, maybe in the App Store, and you can watch it for free. Or it's, I believe, it's even on Netflix now as well. You are the third person, Shannon, who's been on our pod who's had something to do with that. Really? We've had you, <laughs> and we've had Major Nelson, who was there at the dig covering it for for Microsoft, and we've also had Mike Micah oh. on the pod. And and yeah, so that's that's three people now. <laughs> it sort of all together is that's ET. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the worst game ever made. I'm that's right. Sure that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, sometimes I joke, you know, not not probably for the first couple of years because there are so many, you know, truly legitimate games that deserve to get in. But I, I mean, I, I truly believe that at some point E.T. has to get into the World Video Game Hall of Fame because it has had such an impact. It might have been a horrible game, but its impact and legacy is uh, huge. Absolutely. Indeed. Indeed, it really is. That. But um, but so we do have a small display, um, uh, as you mentioned, out, and um, it's actually uh, pretty cool. My my uh, companion Jeremy Saucier, who's our uh, um, associate director for iCheck, he put that together, and uh, we actually have. He went to our to- toy curator and said, "I need like a little mini excavator and dig tool so that we can put some of some of our, our carefully curated earth out around." Earth. <laughs> these, um, these uh, dilapidated bags and, and boxes and cartridges so that it looks like the, the excavators, you know, sort of digging, digging up the dirt. And um, quite frankly, I think it looks Earth. Cool. Yes, the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being facetious. You know, no, it, 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 it so sounds funny, Yeah, yeah. It, it, it sounds like you've been a, a, a longtime gamer yourself. Like, uh, is, that, is that true? Are you, are you a gamer? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Uh, so uh, okay then. So what uh, what what got you into gaming? Do you remember like your first console or game that you played? We like to ask so, this question a lot. Oh yeah, no. So um, so I didn't actually own any gaming consoles as as a kid, but um, but my babysitter did, and um, so I would go over to her house, and she actually she had uh, six children and a multitude of grandchildren, so the house was always teeming with with children, and um, they had a Super Nintendo. And I distinctly remember my, my first game being Super Mario World because oh, I like nice. with good place to start. Yes. And um, and then I also my first arcade game, or at least the first one that I recall playing, I used to go to Chuck E. Cheese um, a lot. And I remember playing. Um, I, I don't actually know if it was Pole Position or Pole Position 2, but it was one of those two. Um, and I remember because I was horrible at it. And to make me feel better, my mother told me that the goal of the game was actually not to reach the finish line, but to crash as many times as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're was, like, I got this in the bag. <laughs> yeah, that was the entire point. Like, yes, I can do that. So, so, um, so, so yes, those were my, my two earliest memories. <laughs> that, that, that's great. Uh, are, are you still gaming today? Uh, yes, I, I, I play, um, I don't play too many, uh, console, uh, games, but I, I have my, uh, my DS with me, um, most of the time, and, um, I don't play as much now because I have a toddler, but, um, I used to be, um, fairly, uh, diligent at playing Final Fantasy XI, the, uh, the... Mm. Okay. Uh, are you going to pick up a Switch? You said you had a DS. <laughs> Uh, yes, we we do have a switch. Oh, there you go, there you go. See, R- R- Ross isn't here, so we can talk about. I know switch. that's right. <laughs> Clay and I have like this. We love talk. Well, it's an Xbox podcast, and he's like, um, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm Stop talking about Nintendo all the time. <laughs> Reason I love our Switch, though. I mean, that's things like the. Oh my goodness, it's such an amazing it, console. It, <laughs> I, I have to admit, despite the fact this is an Xbox pa- podcast, yes, it is. It is. Good. And, uh, it, it is technically like. <laughs> But uh, but um, Zelda, I will say, the oh. Breath of the Wild is just gorgeous. Yes, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And when your toddler gets a little older, uh, I will let you know right now, Mario Kart 
uh, is on the on the switch with my my son oh. is an absolute blast. To oh play yes, through. no, he's he's just under two, and he already he'll he'll sit on the 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 couch, and he he doesn't speak much, but we've we've been teaching him a couple signs, and he'll sit down on the couch and just sign more, and that really <laughs> means that he wants my husband to play Mario Kart. So Shannon, I wanted to ask you a a very fun Rochester question for for any of our listeners that are not aware, which I'm assuming most of them are not aware. We have something here called a garbage what is, plate. What is Rochester? Yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, <laughs> yeah what I, I, I was wondering if you would take the pleasure in explaining what our 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 famous our famous <laughs> most famous food option is here delicacy that we offer garbage here. Plate. A garbage plate and what that is. So a garbage plate. Uh, I, I'm my guess is that a lot of people have probably had it just by a, a different name by now. But basically, it's that plate where you take, you know, a, a hamburger or a hot dog or or something of that nature, and you slap it on a plate and you put all of the toppings literally on top of it. So your mac salad, your beans. Um, fries or tater tots or onion rings or whatever you get and then you sort of slather it all together with you know hot sauce and onions and relish and ketchup and mustard and whatever else you want to put at it and then um, you put it in it's very important you have to put it in a um, one of those uh, containers the styrofoam containers so that you can watch the grease sort of seep (laughs) through through the styrofoam and then if you do the thing properly and you go to Nick Tahoe's which was the founder of the garbage plate um, then they'll literally pull you out you know like a a chunk of bread from a a, a garbage bag and and give it to you so that's like America distilled into its purest form. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> is, so is. And, and it's and it's best best serve at around one to three in the morning, usually yeah. after a few adult beverages. <laughs> yeah. oh, and um, and if you want to, for for the people who haven't been here, if you truly want to to do it um, the the right way and get the full Rochester experience, you should do it with um, white hot dogs. Just so oh, you make sure yeah. you have that that experience white, as well. yeah a white, white a dogs. white hot yeah what's a white hot dog it's a white hot dog <laughs> it's a hot dog that's white it's it's pork instead of beef yeah oh, <laughs> like, I'm like okay. it's a white hey, i don't know it's a white hey, hot hey, i don't know wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the hot dog expert that's that's <laughs> it's a white hot um, and then of course uh if, you, if you're still awake or or at least half awake then you have to stumble over into an abbott's and make sure you get some abbott's custard because that's it's the way to do it the way to do it so, so Sh- Shannon, before we let you go, we have a very important question to ask you. It's a question we asked all of our guests, uh, and it is, which video game character could you knock out with one punch? Likely none of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, okay, so um, there's a 19, I believe it was 1983, there was a game called Spelunker. Oh yes, yeah. And um, it's it it is what it sounds like. You you, you play a, a a guy who's exploring a cave, um, but uh, if if you go on to you know see something like TV tropes and you look at it, it probably has one of those like insanely di- it represents like insanely difficult platformer mode or something like that. And the reason it was so insidious was because you could fall down a hole that was not even as tall as the character sprite and die. <laughs> Okay. Or you 
giant midair or something yeah. like that. So, so I probably couldn't like punch him out, but if I could just get him to fall into like that tiny little like just push him over his knees, just gonna outsmart him. Handle that. There you go. That's okay. an excellent, so spe- excellent answer. spelunker. Then yes. spelunker. Yes, that's a good. That's a good answer. That is a okay. very good answer. That is a very good answer. Well, well, Shannon, we just want to say thank you again for for joining us and and sharing some information about the Rochester Museum of Play and the Video Game Hall of Fame. Uh, if anybody wanted more information on either of those, what's the best place for them to find that? Um, so our, our overall uh, web pages is um, just museumofplay.org, and um, there's a link to it from there, but um, there is a World Video Game Hall of Fame uh, website, which is cunningly also called worldvideogamehalloffame.org. Perfect. Nice. Or I'm sorry, just video, video game hall, video game hall of fame, not world. No. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, uh, people can, can definitely check that out, and um, yeah. Excellent. And, and you're on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the whatever else. Yes, I I check has a uh, has a book of faces. Um, it's just International Center for the History of Electronic Games, um, and the museum also has one, which is um, at Museum of Play. Well, perfect. And, um, if you're on, um, we do we do have the Twitter, and we were using um, the hashtag. Uh, video game hall for people who might want to go back and look at anything um if uh for example halo related for the um the hall of fame we actually do have our induction was live streamed on twitch for the first time this year and we do have that video up um if if anyone hasn't seen it um specifically related to halo i'd I'd recommend that just because uh frank o'connor did join us um to sort of accept that award and um he he gave um, a really really fantastic um, sort of acceptance speech, and we were so honored to have him. But I think uh, some of your um, your listeners might be interested in in listening to him. Excellent. Yeah, we will uh, we'll try and grab a link to that, and when we have this posted, we'll we'll include that there on the on the subreddit posting, and we'll try and include that on the on the tweets <laughs> on, the, on the twitters on the twitters. <laughs> All right. Well, Shannon, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we can't wait to hear what you guys do next year for this. Thank you so much, and congratulations to uh, to Halo. Thanks. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> bye bye. All right. Well, thank you, Shannon, for joining us again. Uh, you can find more information about the Video Game Hall of Fame at worldvideogamehalloffame.org. And we'll also, I think, as I mentioned, we'll include some links in the subreddit to where you can get to that site as well as find them over on the Twitter. I have to say, Clay, I am super jealous that I cannot go to that awesome place. I, I won't lie. It's it's like unbelievably fun to go through. And actually every once in a while they have, um, I wanted to call it adult night. That sounds a little weird, a little creepy, I'm suddenly more but they interested. Ha- uh, yeah, they have, they have an evening that's for 21 and over, um, because that's the, the drinking age here, uh, stateside that's weird. and or in New York at least. And, uh, they have alcohol and you can go there and play video games and booze it up a little bit. So, Ooh. uh, it's pretty, it doesn't sound like a very cool. museum-like. <laughs> actually, I, I'm saying that I'm saying that I've never actually gone to one of those, and I'm now questioning myself if that's actually true or not. <laughs> 
they actually have brew at the zoo uh, as well here, uh, which is interesting, where you can go drink at the zoo uh, for like a happy hour. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I have been to that. That's, that is for real a thing here in Rochester. America always <laughs> impresses me. It, it, it never, never ceases to amuse me. <laughs> Even the small things, like, like, like yeah. the president having a Twitter fight with Snoop Dogg. It's like, wow, <laughs> only in America. I love that country. Only, you guys are awesome. only in America. Yeah, no, you guys, I mean, come on. When I come to visit, I'm going to eat a garbage plate with yes, white yes. hot dog, and I'm going to go to the... Bathroom the, afterwards. Yeah, and then after that, I'm going to go to the booze night at the local museum and zoo. It's going to be great. <laughs> no, but but seriously, that sounds really cool, and no, I think it's really it's cool. so awesome that uh, we got we got Halo into the uh, the Hall of Fame. Indeed, indeed. So uh, that's that's very exciting. So again, thank you, Shannon, for for joining us. And Reese, you want to close it up this week? Yeah, I think it's been a while since I I got to say the magic words. So uh, Xbox, turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. It's settled. Let's do this.